The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's going for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wednesday. December 12th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speed, the spitting statistician. And as always, I am overjoyed to be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the King, Scott Angle. Scotty, it is hump day on a playoff fantasy football week how are you feeling you excited to get some injury reports some practice reports today yeah it's uh you know it's good to be in the final four in several leagues six of them out of my original 10 uh which is i think a good percentage uh you know made the playoffs in seven of them but i'm sensing a lot of anxiety around the fantasy world though because you know there's a lot of injuries a lot of uncertain situations heading into what should be uh, a very explosive Thursday night game. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a big one. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, where the total is already up around 54. We'll get into talking more about our predictions for that game and things of that nature a little bit tomorrow. But let's get into it because I agree with you, Scott. To be honest, I don't know how you feel. Part of me feels like this is the like the most important week of fantasy football, even more important some levels than the championship. You know, it's almost how like the AFC and the NFC championship game are like the last real football games (laughs) of the football season. And here's why I say it, Scott. And, you know, you may completely disagree because I know you think it's all about that title. It's all about winning the championship. It's all about winning your leagues and winning that cash. If you win this week, in most scenarios, you're at least guaranteed money. 
You know what I mean? Even if you lose in the championship, most leagues, you wind up making a nice little profit on your entry fee, right? And and I just don't like, you know, the one seed could be dominant all season long or the two seed dominant all season long, get a buy, and then you lose this week. And you lo- most of the time, you have absolutely nothing to show for it profit-wise. You could be a dominant team. If you lose this week, it's almost all for naught, Scott. I I would agree with you in the sense that, you know, I think it's very important to win this week and to just get to the fantasy Super Bowl in week 16 is an accomplishment. I wouldn't say it's the most important week of the season because week 16 definitely is. Uh, I think you you start to feel better about things if if you win this week because I think there's a very hollow feeling if if you have a bye and then you get eliminated in your first playoff game. You know, it's happened to me before and – Yep. It's just a very hollow feeling, you know. It just it's a, for me to finish ten and three in the one league I got eliminated last week. To finish ten and three, be eliminated in the first round by a seven and six team, that's a very hollow, disappointing feeling. To be honest with you, so I, I think I think it's satisfying, but it's certainly not the most important. I hear you, I, and I think that's. Uh, I think I like the way you frame it, right? For those, and there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some this week that are one seeds and go down. I like the way you framed it. It is very hollow. In the same as it is in the real NFL, right, Scott? I mean, you get those teams with the buys, a team that goes fourteen and two, and then some wild card team comes into their house and upsets them. It is, you know, it's so much more of a kind of like. Uh, lost season, right, or unsuccessful season in that scenario. Yeah. That if that same team that goes thirteen and three goes to the Super Bowl and just happens to lose, you know what I mean? And and I understand, you know, you're you're in it to win the championship, absolutely. But especially in fantasy football, where a lot of times, like I mentioned before, you become pretty profitable if if you lose in the Super Bowl. Not the case if you lose after a bye. And I say this, Scotty, because you know I am really worried about my dynasty big time home league. Okay, I went twelve and one in the regular season, dominated all season long. This coming off a championship last year and here's my running back situation Scott my four running backs well my three running backs all season long that I rode to a 12 and 1 record are James Conner Kerryon Johnson and Sony Michelle now James Conner is probably gone this week. Kerryon Johnson may be gone this week. Who do I have in his play and their place? I was very happy to get Spencer Ware. Now, he is also banged up. You know, I have four guys who have been at one point in the season like a back-end RB1 or a very high RB2, and I might defecate the mattress this week. So let's talk about this, Scott. Who, like, let's first talk about this Thursday night well, game. Well, first, first before oh, go ahead, you go, go into that, though, yeah, 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 just go to ahead. respond to your point. Yeah, you know, it's like when the Raiders made the playoffs a few years ago and then right. you didn't have Derek Carr. You know, right. that's, you know, sometimes a team has a very good regular season. They deal with an unfortunate injury. But it's overall, though, it's really not like the NFL because much more often in fantasy football will the number one seed or the number two seed get knocked off because the results can be more random. There can be more luck involved. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in the NFL, if a team's 13-3 and three or 14-2 and two and they get – upset by a wild card team, I think that's more rare than in fantasy football for the seeds to get knocked out. You know, once everybody's in the playoffs, I think uh, teams are on an even level, and it can be unpredictable. Look at last week. If you're in the playoffs last week and and you had, like, Russell Wilson, uh, Antonio Brown, and Todd Gurley, 
you felt very good, and then maybe you got eliminated. You lost. <laughs> so any team can blow up or stick it up uh, yeah. in any given week on fantasy football much more than any real NFL. Yeah, I think you're right, Scott. Good thing in this specific case that my one seed and my most points for the entire season, uh, you know, has already earned me uh, enough cash to be profitable. Look, in look, that in the league. GST, it's the same thing for me. You know, I won yep. my division. You got to buy it. Yep. Most points. So, you know, I already, you know, I already more than doubled what I put in. Right. Uh, but we're doing an overall points thing, and my team even was a buy last week, stunk it up. So they are right. now behind in the overall points prize, but my team, you know, still is in the playoffs this week. I will say this, and as you know, the guy you're facing is the guy who beat me. Scotty, we were close to you and me having a playoff matchup in against each other that we could have talked about on air all season long. I personally did not hold up to my end of the bargain, but enough about us and our teams. Thursday Night Football, talk to me. Here's the biggest thing that I'm seeing. Melvin Gordon returned to practice yesterday, Scott. Um, so we know Austin Eckler is in the protocol, has a stinger. Very, you know, it's very, 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 very doubtful he's going to get cleared or anything. I'm considering him out, right? Um, Melvin Gordon came back. Do you think this is going to be all Justin Jackson, or do you think Melvin Gordon sees the field again in this huge AFC matchup? You're asking me a question I don't have an answer to and nobody has an answer to. Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision. There was a report earlier earlier in the day that they don't expect him to play. Then he said that he's going to be a game-time decision. We don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to play or not. You know, I can't give you an answer to a question that doesn't exist. So the best way to approach this is if Melvin Gordon plays, you play him. If you don't, Justin Jackson becomes a viable fantasy starter. That's pretty much it. That's that's the best way, to, the only way to approach it right now. Okay, when you say defend, like where, like, okay, let's take the assumption that Melvin Gordon does not play. Then where is Justin Jackson? Is he a RB2? I'm not going to assume he doesn't play. I don't know if he is going to play, but if he doesn't, I think Justin Jackson is a, is a high-end flex. Okay, and then if he does play, I understand we don't know right now, but we, I'm trying to give our listeners the context in each of these situations. So if Gordon doesn't play, then you consider Jackson a high-end flex. If Gordon, Yeah, because I can't make him an RB2 because, you know, I've never seen this guy, yeah. you know, with, with, with an extended workload and what he can do with it. I think, okay. I think the matchup is good, and I think there's upside, but, uh, you know, we don't know what his floor is either. Okay, and then let's on the assumption in the case study where Gordon, they say, is active. Um, then how do you treat or rank or what have you about Gordon and Jackson? If Gordon Gordon plays, and I don't yeah. see any reports that he's on the pitch count or anything like that, he goes right back. I to plug RB1 him into status. my lineup, and that's it. Okay, and, and then the team is the team is confident in using him in a big game. Sure, I'll be confident in using him in a big game. What does that, in that scenario, what does that mean for Jackson? I ask because in previous weeks, Scott, when Gordon was healthy, we started talking about value that Austin Eckler had even when Gordon was there. So would Jackson have value even if Gordon is there? I think it depends on who your other options are, but I wouldn't okay. be too confident in using him because I can't, we can't predict what his workload is going to be like. Right. Okay. Fair enough. On the I'd, other I'd, side, I'd, I'd rather have, use somebody that I know what is. His workload is guaranteed to be. Okay. Um, And on the other side here, you know, the Kansas City, they're also coming in, you know, less than 100%, kind of, you know, banged up, nicked up, right? Talk to me if you are worried or have any concerns or will treat, 
you know, any of these guys differently because of, you know, kind of varying injury reports if you're treating Tariq Hill or Spencer Ware any differently? Uh, there's a great article on rotoexperts.com this morning from Inside Injuries, you know, detailing okay. these guys, and there'll be a full detail article about Tariq Hill today. Uh, Tariq Hill should should play, and the, the point that Inside Injuries makes is with a heel injury, it's not going to affect his running and his cutting. So he should be able to be out there. It'll affect landing and deceleration, but he should be able to play through it. It's it's not like you know he has some sort of lower body injury or a hamstring or a toe or a foot or something. You know the, the another part of the foot. So right. you know the injury is not as concerning as maybe others that you know you might think of. Uh, so they expect him to play. Look, we saw him late last week catch a key forty-eight yard. Touchdown pass again that went over the Ravens. That was a big, big play for for Spencer Ware. Not only does he have the shoulder, but they're very concerned about his hamstring. Mm. And he didn't practice yesterday. There's a realistic chance that Spencer Ware doesn't play, and that Damian Williams could end up starting for the Kansas City Chiefs and be their lead running back. So he's going to be a hot pickup if you if you already didn't get him. You know, some teams. Some teams were smart in some of the leagues I have where they, they've already handcuffed Damian Williams to Spencer Ware, and right. he's not available. In two of the three leagues that I had waivers run last night, uh, that was the case. So I, I, did, get him, I did get him in one league. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably I won't, start, I won't start him, though, probably, though, because I have, I have Chubb. I have, I, I have Mixon in that league, and uh, I, I have... I have, an, uh, like, another top-level running back, but it, yeah. it escapes me right now. Yeah, but I, I, pro- I, probably won't, I probably won't use him, but uh, I don't want my opponent to have him either. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's go away from this game. We'll certainly talk a lot more about this huge Thursday night football game when the picture is a little clearer tomorrow. Maybe we'll know some of these guys. Hey, Scotty. Who's going to play running back for the Jets this week? Um, listen, Elijah McGuire didn't practice. Uh, you know, the Crow Show is in a walking boot, they said. Trenton Cannon didn't practice either. It's the walking wounded over there for the Jets. I was telling people that I was kind of high on Elijah McGuire, that I thought he could be a nice little fill-in this week in a Saturday game uh, with what I thought was going to be no Crowell. I really thought McGuire had some potential. He didn't practice yesterday. Do you think he's actually hurt? Maybe they're maintaining him or saving him because they know about Crowell. What do you think is going on with the Jets running back situation? And might they need to, like, oh, my goodness, like add an Orleans dark war going into week 15 or something like that? Again, you know, it's it's a question we don't have an answer to right now. Um, we don't know why he missed practice yesterday. We don't know the grade of the ankle sprain, like Doctor A says. Is it a, the the ankle injury? Is it grade one? Is it grade two? It is a what kind of what is it a sprain? What kind of sprain is it? Uh, you know, because we saw last week with Gus Edwards that he was held out of practice, but it was just a grade one sprain, and he was able to play on Sunday. So right. we don't know the severity of the injury that hasn't been reported, and it's only Tuesday for a Sunday game. So I think we have to wait on practice reports before we, uh, before we, before we do anything here. You know, it's uh, you know they have Mark Thompson on the on the practice squad. They have D'Angelo oh, Henderson. They have uh, Joe Bogdan. Uh, they, they have three. They have three running backs on the practice squad. So they one of them might get one or two of them might get elevated, but. Uh, I don't expect Crowell to play. I think we have to wait on Canada and McGuire and see what happens here. 
All right, fair enough. One thing that is definitive, the Philadelphia Eagles sent Corey Clement to IR yesterday. Okay, he got banged up in last week's game. Um, you know, he was a piece of that committee, Scott. So now there's more, you know, more snaps, more carries, more touches potentially. How do you see that? Whatever Clement's piece of the offense getting spread around, is this an increased opportunity for your boy Josh Adams or the guy I've been mentioning a lot, you know, that you were like, I don't even know if he's going to come back, you know, Darren Sproles. Is he going to get a bigger part of this offense? You know, how does the opportunity that Clement have get absorbed by the rest of this offense, in your opinion, Scotty? Uh, I think I think Adams is a clear ball carrier. Then Sproles is that satellite back. Uh, Smallwood really doesn't figure into the equation. I think it's pretty simple. So this kind of now allows, if I'm hearing you correct, does this allow the Philadelphia Eagles to kind of become more of like a prototypical timeshare where the roles are clearer and Adams is your more of your thunder, your early down, your between the tackles, and Sproles is more of your quote-unquote lightning, your PPR, your outside pass catching back? Uh, Adams was the main guy carrying the ball even before this happened. You know, he's still carrying to like 17 to 20 times a game. I don't mm-hmm. think that changes. Uh, I think it means that maybe Sproles is ticketed for a bigger role. I think In it affects PPR Sproles formats? more than anything, yeah. Interesting. Would you be okay with flexing Sproles in a PPR format this week against the Rams in what could be probably uh, you know, not. a pass-happy you know, game? He's been hurt all year. He hasn't gotten a lot of touches. Uh, hmm. I don't think I could be comfortable using him at all. Okay, fair enough. One other piece of news that I want to ask you about that I saw yesterday, and then when we come back, Scotty, you know, it's a Wednesday, so we take two hours. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and we will go through every game and start to talk about, you know, the trends and the picks and the totals and all that good stuff. Bring, last... bring it on. Bring, bring it on. And, uh, last you, know, for, uh, you know, for everybody's listening, including my friend Chris Pickett in Seattle, uh, you know, let's get it done. Absolutely, but I do have one other piece of news for you, Scotty. And it, you know, this guy in Seattle saw maybe the nail in the coffin. The Vikings have fired uh, offensive coordinator DiFilippo. You know, when like the Browns fired their coordinators, when the Bucks fired their coordinators, we were always wondering like, what if anything might look different? So. What might look different for Minnesota? Could this be a boost to, say, Dalvin Cook? We've been talking about, like, someone besides Thielen and Diggs needs to show up. Could this be more opportunity for a Kyle Rudolph, potentially? What do you think might be the impact on the Vikings moving forward when we see them next? I don't think they consistently turned enough to the run last week because the Seahawks, mm. you know, were really, like, clamping down on Thielen and Diggs. you got to give right. defenses something else to worry about. So I think uh, – I think, you know, but you might see more offensive balance for the Vikings going forward because that also protects the quarterback if you have offensive balance. Yeah, absolutely. That could make sense. So maybe think about Dalvin Cook as a value moving forward. The Vikings have a big-time game against the Miami Dolphins this week. That'll matter in wild-card positioning in both conferences. We'll talk about all the games coming up for your playoff matchup. It's Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the Morning. Come on right back. Roto Experts in the Morning. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you.
right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Spin Statistician and the King taking the next two hours to break down our Week 15 matchups and the implications for your playoffs. A lot of people in the semifinals. Advanced condolences to those one and two seeds, those one seeds that, in Scott's words, are going to have a hollow feeling on Tuesday morning. I can only hope I am not among them, Scott. I am still live. I had buys last week in three. I believe I, I had buys in three of seven leagues after making the playoffs in five of seven leagues last week in those two other games I went one and one you saw the one where I lost to our boy Jim Ross so I'm still live in four had buys in three so I'm still live to win potentially four championships and the cash that comes with it but I gotta let people know Scotty after football season what might I want to do with that cash I might want to play a little NBA DFS so I gotta let people know that the dailyroto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available you can use the same tools and projections that NFL subscribers are using to win each week, you can now use that for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing DFS and you're not using the DailyRoto tools, projections, and optimizers, you are doing it wrong and at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on the Go Premium tab, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount, and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. Hey, Scotty, check this out. Um, you know how you've been telling me, and I, I now completely believe you, that uh, you don't look at your opponent's roster, and during the matchup, you don't really check the scores that much. You don't kind of live and die with it. You're, you've been saying that all season long, and at first I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy to me, but I, you, you know, you've held true to it, and that's really your... Uh, Formula, did you see the poll that I put up yesterday on Fantasy Freestyle, Scott? No, I did not. Tell me about it. Okay, I tagged you on it. and So I asked people, how do they prefer to, quote-unquote, sweat out their fantasy football matchups? Like, how much do they look at, say, the scores in real time on the website or a stat tracker kind of thing? And my options were stare at the matchup consistently all day, check in periodically, only check after each window of games – or I don't check, just tell me at the end. What do you think the people said? And thanks to the over hundreds of people who were voting. What do you think people said, Scotty? Uh, I think most people check their scores during the game and they live and die with it. Yeah. 48% of the people say that they have like a stat tracker or the live updates up on their phone or on their computers or on their tablets, wherever they are. All day long, 48% of people said they stare at it all day long. And if you want to know the truth, Scotty, I am part of that 48% as well. I'm living and dying with it. And now, you know, I'm going to be living and dying with four teams that are still alive, you know, almost competing against the same players that I have, sweating it out. But I did think that was interesting. You know, it really struck me, Scott, the first time you told me about it. I remember when we faced each other in the GST regular season. And, like, I think that was the week Big Ben put up, like, 50 on Thursday night football and you honestly didn't know about it didn't care about it we're like man we'll see what happens at the end and interestingly enough you came back and beat me similar to how people who had Derrick Henry last week got beat still you know so it it does happen I think it's very interesting you've taught me something Scotty let's dive on in to some of the games I appreciate that well, you know, hey, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to learn from El Rey de Fantasia to build the chops. Yeah, of the you know, you know, how, you know how you know how you talk about 
you know, we talked about the whole thing with the Roto Experts brand and how things have improved. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I, I know who started it with me, you know, and I'm yeah. not talking about Adam, but, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have a co-host who, like, respects you and, you know, gives you the respect you deserve and the credit you deserve, and you don't have mm-hmm. to stomp their butt into the ground a million times in fantasy to finally make them come around. Uh, I'm sure that is nice. So I, th- I think the show has improved in that regard, you know, where well, I, appreciate you know, I, I, th- I think things are much more respectful and honest. Well, that's nice of you to say, yeah. but uh, we don't have to throw flowers at each other. Let's dive on into these games, Scotty. I love that's you. You kick love me. dirt on somebody else. Let's, but, I know okay. you are. <laughs> Let's keep it moving, my yeah. friend. So the point I want to make here, we know about the Thursday games. However, uh, at the towards the end of the NFL season, quite frankly, as soon as college football is over, the Army-Navy game has happened. The Heisman Trophy has been handed out. And you know what that means, Scotty? There is NFL on Saturday as well. There are two games on Saturday this week. So first, I want to make that point clear to everybody. You may have people on Saturday going this week. I'm sure many people have already seen this, but I just it's the same, Scotty, as how we warn people like when there's an early morning London game or something like that. Don't forget to set your lineups in advance. The last thing you want, you know, is something like, oh, I don't know, you have Isaiah Crowell in your lineup for some reason. You forget to take him out, something like that. So I just want to make that point. There are two games on Saturday this week, and I believe for the rest of the season. The first game is my New York Jets, Scotty. They are hosting the... uh, I'll still say hot Houston Texans. I mean, the Texans have won nine of their last 10 games, even though yeah, that's that kind of hot. Yeah. You know, even though their streak was snapped last week by the Indianapolis Colts, um, they're still hot and really live right now in what is now a jumbled top of the AFC. Them and the Patriots are in a flat footed tie for the two seed and a bye. And the Houston Texans have a lot easier schedule than what New England has ahead of them. But in this game, Scotty, we already talked about the uh, Jets and their kind of, uh, you know, their running back situation and how it's a dumpster fire. Talk to me about the Houston Texans, specifically the guy I want to know about is Demarius Thomas. Is he continuing to grow in this offense? Are you going to start him? No. It's like, you know, he had two key catches. You know, they use him from an NFL perspective, but the numbers have been mediocre since he came to Houston. There's no reason to start him. There's probably about 40 guys at least that I'd start over him. I'd start Curtis Samuel over him. I'd start Hmm. Tim Patrick over him. I'd start Robert Foster over him. He's not producing. For fantasy purposes, he's not producing. He made two key catches for the Texans last week, but the fantasy numbers are just not there. Demarius Thomas is done. He's a has-been. You know, he doesn't deserve any more fantasy consideration. It's over. Scotty Angle, very strong on Demarius Thomas. Hopefully the Thomas family is not necessarily listening. I got a lot of respect for the guy. He's had some great great seasons, but when it's over, it's it's over. And as a fantasy player, it's over. You know, I I think he's he's no longer a standout NFL wide receiver. He could be a nice piece for an NFL team, but, you know, it's and to over. be honest, but uh, selfishly, I, I will always right? remember Demarius Thomas fondly for Super Bowl Forty Eight when he got flattened by Cam Chancellor, <laughs> and that set the tone for the game. Fair enough. I mean, isn't that though how the Texans want to use him? Like in a role, he's not being asked to be the number one in Houston, right? right? Yeah, he's yeah. Not being asked to play that kind of role. Yeah, you look for him on a key down. I'll make a key catch, but I don't right. want him on my fantasy team. 
Sure. So, okay, maybe the Thomas family over there is not wanting to hear this. But let me ask you something, and I don't think he's on the radar, but, you know, what, the, what about the tight end? Isn't it Justin Thomas that has, like, had a bunch of touchdowns recently? Um, Jordan I, Thomas. Jordan Thomas. You know, They also have Jordan Dakins, too, yeah. No, I mean Thomas because uh, I wanted to go from Demarius Thomas to the other Thomas. But, like, what's up with him, Scott? Like, I've seen him get a couple of touchdowns here and there. Is he actually a target for Deshaun Watson? He is, but nothing in fantasy-wise. Ryan Griffin had a long catch and run. Jordan Dakins gets some looks. They throw to three different tight ends there. You know, he will look for the tight end, but they, you know, it's it's uh, you know for fantasy purposes, there's nothing to see here. All right, fair enough. Let me ask you this. Are you all over the Houston Texans' defense in this one? Listen, we don't know if any running backs are going to be healthy for the Jets right now. They may, as we talked about, they may have to resort. We don't know yet, okay? They may have to resort to promoting someone from the practice squad. Sam Darnold has been a turnover machine, you know, when he's been in there in his rookie year. The Houston Texans have something to play for. The New York Jets don't necessarily. I'd be all over this Houston Texans defense, even in, like, you know, DFS. If possible, what do you say? Yeah, the Jets are uh, second in the AFC, uh, surrendering defensive fantasy points to opposing uh, to opponents at nine point two. Uh, you know, even if the, you know who's going to play running back here, you know with Sam Darnold, always a risk to uh, turn the ball over. You know that that's going to be a problem for him going forward, and even as he evolves, uh, I think yeah, I think you have to like them. Yeah, I would be all over the Houston Texans. Listen, uh, Clowney, Watt, Merciless, coming hard for Sam Darnold. And it's not like the Jets' O-line is, you know, an elite group at all. So, I mean, Scotty, the Jets are six-and-a-half-point home dogs. I think I'm going to fade my own team here. I think I, would, I think I would heavily ride Houston, to be quite honest. Also, the, motivation, the, excuse me, the motivation factor and difference for these two teams, I think, is really uh, important. Um, do you buy that kind of narrative late in the season that some guys are, you know, worried about their tea times and their vacations versus other teams that still really have stuff to play for? Do you buy that narrative at all in this league? What, that teams that are out of it, you know, they're not going to play the most important guys? No, not that they won't play their most important guys, but they may have less motivation. They may be making business decisions on things like tackling. We've seen that before. And, like, are just more, more likely to – that the team just doesn't show up to play kind of thing. I, I think uh, we can't paint it with one broad stroke. There are you know, guys who are going to be playing Raiders. for jobs. There yeah. are guys going to be playing for jobs. There's guys who are going to be playing for free agent contracts. Sure. And, you, you know, people are going to watch film on you if you're yep. if you going to be a free agent or if you're on the frim. If, if you're Jalen Ramsey, you know, that uh, – you know, I was watching him last Thursday against Derrick Henry. And he, he put on a, an acting job about trying to tackle him. Right. You know, Jalen Ramsey. You know, he, he can act about that. You know, it's <laughs> like Jalen Ramsey doesn't have to worry about job security. He's going to show up when he has to show up. So I, it really depends on who the player is. All right. Um, you know, and many people here, at least in the New York City area, think that this is going to be one of the last three games. Todd Bowles is the coach for the New York Jets. So we shall see if he is, in fact, dead man walking. I like Houston laying the six or six and a half on the road for them to continue to keep pace with the Patriots for a potential buy in the AFC. Another game on Saturday night. And don't look now, Scotty, but the Denver Broncos, even at six and seven, Scott, they're only what? They're only one game back, right? You know, you got the Ravens, I believe, at seven and six. And then you got a crop of teams 
also at seven and six, like uh, Miami's at seven and six. I believe Tennessee is at seven and six. And then one and then right there at six and seven are these Denver Broncos. So with one game back with three to play, you have to consider the Denver Broncos still live, even after, you know, their 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 loss last week to the lowly 49ers. They are three point home favorites against the Cleveland Browns. Um, Talk to me about this Denver wide receiving core. All right, because everybody was on Cortland Sutton last week. Everybody thought, you know, he was going to blow up with that, with the chance with Manny Sanders going down. You say it all the time, Scott. You know, opportunity does not lead necessarily to production in general. I believe Cortland Sutton defecated the mattress. Is he going to have a bounce back effort, in your opinion, on Saturday night? Or are we looking still to guys like Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton? Well, I don't consider them live anymore. They they, okay. they lost to the Forty ers They don't deserve to make the playoffs. And you know, They're when you lose games, when you, do, when you lose games like that, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. I think the Browns are a better team than them right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins. Uh, you know, as for the wide receiver situation, the Browns twenty third against uh, fantasy points per game opposing wide receivers on ESPN. They allowed thirty eight point four. So there's some opportunity here. But I think it's Tim Patrick, if anybody. You know, I was watching that game again earlier this week, and every time Case Keenum seemed to want to make an important throw, he was looking at Tim Patrick first. Uh, I think there's an on-field connection there. I prefer Tim Patrick of all those wide receivers. So you would start Patrick over Sutton and over Deshaun, correct? Yes, I would. Interesting. I told you about how, you know, I'm, I'm a one seed with a bye. The team I am playing against, the four seed in this league, uh, the waivers just ran. They picked up uh, Foster from Buffalo and is starting him right now in place of Cortland Sutton against me. And I'm a little bit upset about that because I think he's making the right decision. What do you think, Scott? I think you shouldn't worry about who the other team starts. Oh, that's you right. Know, you, can't, you, can't, you can't control that. You know, why, why be upset about something you can't, you can't control? All you can worry about is your own team. Yeah, that's well, it. I'm already worried about my own team. Spencer Ware, Kerryon Johnson. That's uh, legitimate. Connor. That's who, legitimate, who but you can't. What, what, what are you, you going to do? You can't, you can't double-team Robert Foster. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I can you know, send my friend the manager. I'll tell you what I can do about it. I'll tell you what I can do about it. And I'm already in the middle of it. I'm texting my friend all week trying to reverse psychology him and get in his head, and hopefully he makes the wrong decision and who to start. That's what I'm doing. Again, you can't control it. You know, if you want <laughs> to have, you have enough anxiety about, about your own team, you can't <laughs> worry about the other team and double it. All right, fair enough. Hey, last week, Scotty, Jarvis Landry popped off and had a game, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, almost threw for a touchdown as well. Is this something that we can count on, or was that like a one-week kind of best, you know, kind of uh, reemergence out of Jarvis Landry? Because I'm considering these guys are heard with Baker Mayfield. There's Landry, there's Njoku, there's Higgins, there's Duke Johnson. You never seem like you can tell who's going to be the apple of Baker Mayfield's eye. We know there's Chubb in the run game. But you know, throw. Help me read the tea leaves and help me throw a dart in this Cleveland passing game, Scotty. It's Landry. Nobody yeah. else there that you would want to use in the fantasy playoffs. He's had he's had two rebound games in a row, so you have to have some confidence when you add that to the track record. The Broncos are nineteenth against opposing wide receivers, allowing thirty six point five fantasy points per game. The they have allowed touchdown passes to opposing wide receivers in seven straight games. 
So if anybody, I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Landry. If anybody, it's easy. You don't want to use Antonio Callaway or right. Rashad Higgins in your fantasy playoffs. Right. If you have to make those decisions, you're likely not playing right in now. the playoffs. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Hey, Scotty, in one of my leagues where I was uh, where I have a I won in a wild card matchup, so I'm still advancing. Right, this is a league where I start. Two wide receivers, not the usual three, okay? And <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins is my wide out one, okay? Um, I also have Stefan Diggs, and I have Jarvis Landry, okay? Um, Diggs and kind of the Minnesota offense and teams starting to double-team Diggs is starting to concern me. Should I start Landry over Diggs? There's no way I'd start Landry over Diggs. Still, okay. Diggs is... Dick still put up pretty good numbers last week, despite the debacle. And yeah, it was that one big 48-yard catch. 48-yard yeah. touchdown reception. You know, that counts. You don't take that away. That, that matters. That's why Stefan Diggs is who he is. There's no way when you look at how they've played this season I would consider Jarvis Landry over Stefan Diggs. A no, healthy Stefan Diggs has to be started every week. If right. you don't want to consider him a wide receiver one, then he's a must-start as a wide receiver two. Yeah, I mean, I have DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs week to week, and I'm starting both of them. Let me ask you, though, didn't Chris Harris go down for the Broncos? Um, what do, you, what, do you think that'll have an impact on Landry or the other wide receivers? I think Chris Harris went down with injury last week for Denver, and that's a big deal for the Denver secondary, no? Look, they're still 19th against opposing wide receivers, and okay. Baker Mayfield is not afraid to sling it. He's, throw, he's throwing a nice deep ball. If he sees somebody open deep, he's going to uncork it. All right, absolutely. So keep an eye on that. That is your Saturday slate. You may be at a holiday party or something like that drinking some eggnog, but make sure you get Jarvis Landry in your lineup and make sure you get DeAndre Hopkins in your lineup and get those Jets running backs out of your lineup. When we come back, we keep on looking. We take our attention to the Sunday games. Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the Morning on the Fantasy Sports DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Radio Network, Roto Experts in the Morning, Dave Martinez, and the King, Scott Angle. We were talking about those Saturday games. Please do not forget that there are, in fact, Saturday games this week and what that means for, you know, getting your lineup set in advance. You don't want to go to your holiday party on uh, Friday, you know, have a little bit too much eggnog and then not be able to set your uh, lineups in time. I also want to let people know, Scotty, that if you like to wager on sports or if you never have and even would like to try – Head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize DFS skills without the salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during the contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up, and you will get a 100% bonus deposit match. Once you've opened up your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. We'll give you one month free 
dailyroto.com access. That's access to all the sports tools and optimizers. Go on over to BetDSI. Use the promo code FNTSY101 to get your bonus deposit match. And then you'll also get a free membership for one month at dailyroto.com. You can't beat that, especially if you're looking to win a little bit of extra cash. And let me tell you something, Scott. After the football season, there's still plenty of ways to make money. All right, there's DFS going on for a lot of the playoffs. I, Scott, Scott, are you in any of these? I am in a lot of, or, or one that I've been in, like in a long-time league, playoff fantasy. Are you in this? Are any of those kind of constructs? I'm in a great uh, league every year where what you have to do is you pick uh, 12 players. Okay, two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wideouts, two tight ends, two kickers, two defenses, and you have to have exactly one player for all of the 12 teams that make the playoffs. And you could pick a lineup and you track that during the playoffs, but like obviously you lose players as it goes along. Are you in any of them in that format? You know what I'm talking about? No, but you know, it's like I get invited to different ones every year. Yeah. It's not like I'm in a consistent one year to year. Sure. You know, those those kind of things are fun, but you know, once 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 the regular NFL regular season is over, I'm pretty much on the DFS and just focusing on the NFL playoffs from like a pure perspective. I'll get into fantasy playoff uh, bracket thing or two. Yeah, you know, and I might do the NFL.com playoff challenge. But uh, to me, just I don't know why it's just not nearly as compelling to do those do those playoff things. I start moving on to DFS basketball. Yeah, you know, NASCARs around the corner. Right, it's right, just, right. It does, you know, I want to watch the NFL playoffs from a pure NFL perspective because those are my those are my favorite games of the year. Yeah. You know, always my favorite games of the year usually the conference championship games. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. I call the best weekend of football <clears throat> the week right before that the divisional matchups because I get two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. You know what I mean? And it's the big boys. I love the conference championships. I think they're the real the last real football games because the Super Bowl is more of a national holiday, a celebration. And, I think the and conference championships are, are, are more of the uh, the last real football games. Yeah, Those are really usually the best two teams in every conference. When you have the divisionals, you know, one team usually outclasses the yeah. other. It's like, like a top seed. It's like not, not always the games are good. Sure, but I would much rather see four games in a weekend than two. I like the fact that I'd, I ra- I'd rather the... see I'd rather see two games in, with higher intensity, a little bit more on the line. Than four with a little less intensity. Yeah, well, I'm just a football fan. I love seeing more football. Let's move it on, Scotty. We got set Sunday games. You take Mi- quantity, I'll take quality. The Miami Dolphins are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Scott, these are now two teams that are right there in the playoffs, okay? The Dolphins are tied for the last seed, you know, in the AFC, I believe at seven and six. The Vikings, at that, that tie is really helping them right now at six, six and one. We talked about Filippo getting fired. It sounded like you. You thought maybe they're going to, you know, leverage the running game a little bit more. Does Dalvin Cook represent value for you? Maybe in DFS this week? Yeah, uh, you know, especially because the Dolphins have usually been bad against the right. run uh, all year long. And to me, it would make a lot of sense to incorporate Dalvin Cook more. You know, he looked explosive running the ball at times last week, but they didn't give him any continuity. I felt if they would have run, run the ball with Cook more, there would have been more offensive balance. Uh, I think there would have been more offensive continuity from them last week. Uh, he's also a threat in the passing game. He's a big threat in the passing game, so that opens things up. Uh, you know, if your teams are going to focus on Thielen and Diggs, right. well, you know, give give them something else to worry about with Cook. So I think there's some upside heading into this week. I think you know that's a good call. I, I think he's 
He's probably a good daily play. I think a lot of people disrespect Dalvin right. Cook because he's got just gotten hurt so much. It's like there's a narrative on him that he's already this big disappointment. But in any given week, he still has a lot of talent. You know, the Dolphins are 25th against fantasy points per game to opposing running backs at 27.1. Yeah, so that that I think that could be an interesting thing because you know the prices. Remember the prices come out before say. Uh, you know, DiFilippo was fired. What if I told you, Scott, that in this game, Dalvin Cook is $300 cheaper on FanDuel than Kenyon Drake? I love it. Right? Kenyon Drake yeah. at 6500 Dalvin Cook at 6200 I know you're kind of down necessarily on the Miami running backs. You know, Drake and Gore. No, not necessarily. You know, Drake's okay, not dependable, but he's explosive. Sure. And he did, you know, run in that – uh you know, running that hail, that not the hail mary, running the kind of miracle. That, that was play. A, that was all him right there. That was oh yeah, beautiful cutback and to go cut you know, inside. Some, some even you know some patience and then to accelerate, just beautiful run. All right, so maybe Cook is a better value DFS wise because of their prices. But are you starting Kenyon Drake also this week? Uh, I don't think I could. I don't think I could ever start Kenyon Drake with any confidence, mm-hmm. especially against that tough Minnesota. Defensive front. I think he had to be physical, like Chris Carson was last week, mm-hmm. and he's not a physical back. You know, uh, right? You know, the Vi- the Vikings Gore are, is though better. Yeah, but that's not like I'm going to use Frank Gore in fantasy. Okay. The Vikings are tenth against opposing running backs, and sometimes they look even better. You know, they okay. got they got really singed by New England last week, but you know they'll give up thirteen to eighteen points to opposing running back. Drake has some upside, I think. And, uh, you know, the Dolphins, although nobody ever wants to see the mess with their fantasy players, uh, they continue to find ways to win. Yeah, that is true. I'm going to tell you this, though, Scotty. Um, You know, we don't make our picks until later in the week. I'm all over Minnesota in this one, Scotty. I got to tell you. You know, I I think there's all the indicators for a bounce back from Minnesota. First of all, they are returning home, and that's a huge thing. The Minnesota Vikings are a much better home team than on the road. I'll say that. That's one, right? I do think because they still have something involved to play for, I think, you know, you've talked about the kind of inspired play maybe after a coordinator gets fired, that sort of thing. And then on the other side, I think Miami's prime for a letdown. You know, they had their season-crowning moment. I think last week, you know, against New England, we talk about how they always play New England well down in South Florida. And now instead, this team is on the road in a non-conference opponent that has to play something and is going to be mad as hell. I think this sets up for a bounce back for Minnesota and a little bit of a letdown for Miami. What do you think? What's the early line of this game? It is just under a touchdown, which is a little bit big for me, but it's still under a touchdown. It's at six and a half. The Vikings are favored by six and a half. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think the Dolphins definitely cover this one. Really? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a letdown. This team's still playing for its playoff lives. <laughs> you know, the Dolphins come to play every week. Interesting. Uh, I saw them get blown out one time this year by New England, but, you know, they really stood up to New England last week. I think they yeah. got blown out by I, Houston I don't, on a Thursday as well. I, I, don't, I don't think this team rolls over and dies. You know, like you're kind of you're indicating here. They're playing for their playoff lives. You know, they're... Their coach has not playing intense like just about every single week. Now, if you want to say the Vikings win this game, I could definitely see that. But, you know, for them to blow out Miami, I, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, these, I'm not saying these two teams out. are nearly evenly matched. I don't know if I'm saying blowout per se, but I could see 27-14 real easily. Um, anyway, I can't. 
I can't. That would be that would be a dominant performance by Min- by Minnesota. I think the Dolphins are just a better team than that. Interesting. Um, you know, I've been I've been a non-believer in the Dolphins all season long, so maybe that's part of it as well, Scotty. But Look, we I was a non-believer to... for myself. You know, right. that, I don't think they're a great team by any means, but Minnesota's not that much better than they are. All right. We, we may, in fact, go heads up on this one uh, when we're picking the games. Uh, and on Friday, we'll restate what our I can't see are a 7-6 team with, uh, with a chance to still make the playoffs coming off a win like that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden rolling over and playing dead. I, I think it sets up for a letdown, but that's why they play the games. Let's keep it moving, Scotty. The Oakland Raiders go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals in a matchup of two teams that just can't wait for their tea times on January 3rd, for goodness sakes. Uh, the Bengals are you sure about that. For... About what? You sure about that? The Raiders look kind of inspired last week. I, I mean... You, you, yeah, sure. John Gruden, uh, Gruden's high fiving fans and stuff like that. But then they just fired their GM. Um, you really think that they're like, what? You think they're ready to bring it? You think they're like, what? Gonna prove everybody wrong? They're gonna. What? What do you think? I'm just saying. You know, it's like they didn't wait for the season to end last week. You know, they went out the last two weeks. The Raiders have played their opponents very tough. You know, I they're not a very good team, but I got to give it to them. They're putting the effort forward. Yeah, and you think they're going to be able to do that on the road as opposed to in front uh, of their fans? I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but when you say they're waiting for their tea times, you know, it's yeah. like they've given up on the season. I don't think I, the Ravens have quite given up watching them the last two weeks. I mean, there's been times where we've talked about how the Raiders wanted no part of Remember against uh, San Francisco, I think, a few weeks ago. We were like, they wanted no part of being there. Yeah, but over the last two weeks, it's changed. All right, so we'll see when they go into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. You know, I think for Cincinnati, we kind of know how most of this is working for fantasy, right? Joe Mixon, you got to start. He's performed well over 100 yards last week. The one question I would have for you is Tyler Boyd. How do you view him? Now, on the one side, we, we've talked about this all season, right? There's no A.J. Green, so maybe he gets more opportunity. But he'll also get more focus from the defense. You throw all those in a pot, Scotty, and how do you rank uh, Tyler Boyd this week? Is he a wide receiver three? Yeah, I mean, you got to like the matchup, but Tyler Boyd's shown really no upside since A.J. Green has went down. Uh, no matter what the matchup is, I don't think that you could start him for a heck of a lot of, with a heck of a lot of confidence. He had eight PPR points uh, last week. You know, the guy, the guy has – all the upside up, All the upside seems to be gone right now. Uh, Are you starting six Boyd Six for 97 over... the week before, seven for 85. Uh, That's not bad. You know, he, he, he's, he's not bad, but – there, there's no upside. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since week eight. Sure, uh, that's 15 PPR so, points both of those weeks you're yeah, talking you, about. You get, you get 13 to 15, but then you got nine the last week. I, I said there's no upside. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, you know, you're looking at like nine to a dozen points, maybe 13 every week. And that's not bad. I'll use him as a wide receiver three, but I'm mm-hmm. not expecting any upside. If you have Boyd as your wide receiver three, are you making a move? Are you putting? Are you trying to pick up Foster or Patrick to put in over Boyd as a wide receiver three? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, Foster's been playing better recently, but you know, Boyd's still the number one on this team. Uh, and you know, Patrick did it for one game. He's got to he's got to show it to me again. Right. Uh, I think there's a perception out there that he can't trust any Buffalo wide receivers. You don't want to roster him. You got to start taking Robert Foster seriously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd rather give it to Tyler Boyd, and especially in this matchup. 
All right, uh, Scotty, on the Oakland side, because, you know, you think they're going to be playing inspired, apparently. Where's that inspiration coming from? Who do you think will lead the powerful inspiration for the Raiders? Uh, who are you starting? Is it is it Richard? Is it Jordy Nelson? I'm not, I'm not, start, I'm not starting anybody. You're not starting like, What about one Cook? Thing to, one, what about one Cook? Thing to play, well, of course, Cook. But there's one okay. thing to play inspired. But, you know, you look at the talent or lack thereof, you know, on any side of the ball and very unpredictable uh, Derek Carr is very unpredictable. Just because you know they're they're showing up and they're playing doesn't mean I want any of these guys other than Cook. All right, and where do you have Cook? I, I don't know if you. I I don't think you have your weekly rankings out just yeah, yet. Yeah, those will be out later but today. Is Cook what? I, I I'm gonna guess here for he's you. All, he's all, have... he's always top five. Top five. Yeah. Always. Well, I was gonna guess a little Pretty lower. I was gonna guess like or seven or something like that. Okay. All right. No, because uh, you got you got your big three. Sure. Then you, then you consider Eric Ebron and James right. Samuels, and there's nobody can rank ahead of Cook after that. Okay, but that's just five guys already you named, so that would yeah, be six, so, not inside the top five. So it's a, it's a top, pretty much top five or six every week okay. if you want to get down to it. All right, that If Jalen Samuels wasn't playing tight end, he'd be top five. Gotcha. Um all right, uh, there's there's a couple that I might suggest, but we could do that when we do our uh, when we do our positional weekly ranks uh, probably on tomorrow's show. How do you like this game playing out though? The Oakland Raiders are uh, plus three going to Cincy. It's a field goal game, so Vegas kind of thinks these teams are on even footing. You know, since he's getting that three points for the home field advantage, that's about it. How do you see this game playing out? You got any slight leans on this game, Cincy minus three? I really don't. It wouldn't shock Pass me to see the, see the Raiders win this game when you're talking about Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a game I don't want to touch from a betting perspective. All right, fair enough. Let me. Cincinnati go did game. show up against San Diego, though. So uh, they did. You know, remember, and I said that too. I took Cincinnati yeah. plus fourteen and a half. I yeah. Said so I don't know if they're wait, I don't know if they're waiting for their tea times. I think you know both these teams are you're coming to play, yeah. and it's going to be a very we'll tight game. We shall see. Scotty, another game, and I have an interesting prop bet I want to pose to you. See if you take the bait. Detroit Lions at Buffalo. Okay, at the Buffalo Bills, right? I am willing to bet. I want to see if you will take it or not. I am willing to bet. Detroit Lions at the Buffalo Bills. I believe Kerryon Johnson is not playing in this game. I believe Shady McCoy is banged up. I believe, Scott, that Josh Allen will be the leading rusher in this game. You want to disagree with me? No, that's not going out on a limb necessarily. No? So, yeah. <laughs> so you you agree? Talk to me then about Josh Allen and where you uh, rank him, where you stack him, because of what I am now considering a pretty safe floor for this guy. I mean, he's had 335 rushing yards in the last three weeks. That's literally top 10 in the NFL among all players, including running backs. Yeah, but with no more bye weeks, I can't see a situation where I'm going to start him because quarterback is so deep. Uh, you know, the Lions are 19th against fantasy quarterbacks, 17.8 fantasy points per game. I, th- I think they have a pretty good game, and I'd certainly consider them in daily. But at this point of the season, you know, you're talking about by default, there's probably at least 13 quarterbacks I'd rank ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though, Scott. Like, at some points this season, right, we've talked about – Guys like Aaron Rodgers and how they have underperformed or underwhelmed. We've even said that Tom Brady had a stretch where he's underperformed or underwhelmed, you know. So, and there's been times where we've talked about guys like Jameis Winston, Josh Allen, as, you know, much higher than you would think. But you're not going to get cute and start Josh Allen in your semifinals? I'm not saying I would never do it, depending on, you know, what my other situation is. 
but I would say the majority of situations, uh, you know, look, Allen's putting up the rushing yards. He's dynamic. He throws downfield and, you know, doesn't give up on a play sometimes to his detriment. But, uh, you know, he'll probably just end up like 13 or 14 by default just outside that cusp. Yeah. And in this game, the only other thing I got to say, maybe we'll touch on it on the other side of the break. Kenny Galladay. Our guy Galladay has not been doing it recently. No. Hurting oh, no. fantasy owners. And that's unfortunate. Come on back on the other side of the break where technically we'll be FST, but it'll still be Dane and Scott holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 